Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Welcome to Trolladrin Behind the Scenes. Episode 12, Special Reading. Well, hello and welcome again. I'm Chad Corey, and this is another installment of Trollodon Behind the Scenes. And what I wanted to do today is something a little bit different, kind of a little bit different uh, approach to what I've done in previous episodes, and do a little bit of a sample reading of something new that is yet to be published and is still in the works. But before we get to that, I wanted to do one last announcement here to let people know that, hey... Triumph of the Wizard King is available. It is out now on the 31st of August. Again, I don't know when you're listening to this, but at the time of the recording here, it should be just around the corner. And it is available, obviously, before that release as a pre-order. But a lot of times now what the stores have been doing have, have just put it out early. They get it like a week before or a few days before, and they just put it on the shelf. So it's out there, and it's available for people to take advantage of, whether it's digitally audio or uh, the traditional print version of the book it is available and it is available all over the world people are surprisingly been purchasing it in different countries and as far as i know getting more copies and enjoying it so that's wonderful i did want to pass on that i will be doing a tour for that as well in september and in october and you can find out more information about that on my website at chadcorey.com that's c-h-a-d-c-o-r-r-i-e Com. You can also take advantage of the social media channels I'm a part of, and I'll be sharing updates and posts on that as well as my newsletter, which you can subscribe to either directly from my website or from my Facebook page or wherever else you're able to find it and get access to it. But I will be sharing updates about that as well for the tour. It'll be different this year because we'll actually be doing a real live, in-person, real book signing type of thing where we haven't been able to do that up until now, and I'm really excited about it. I like meeting people and uh, connecting with folks that want to take a chance on the series or you know, fans that come back and want to get the third book in the series and everybody else in between. Just kind of a fun opportunity, I think, just for anyone in general to come back and, and meet people face-to-face and uh, engage with them on that level. So I am excited about that. I'm looking forward to it. The stores have been really looking forward to doing something of an event again. So I'd encourage you to check it out if you're in the area and want to uh, take advantage of a, a book event or get a book signed or what have you. I will be going to, as well, Fargo, North Dakota and La Crosse, Wisconsin, in addition to several other locations across Minnesota, as well as actually participating in a traditional trade show type convention again, which I haven't been able to do for uh, almost two years now, given the, everything that's been going on of late. So that's great. So a lot of good first things, getting back to normal there, and it's just been a fun thing all around. So yes, check it out, take advantage of that, and be aware of that, and I think that's all I'm going to say on that. Let's delve into the reading today. And for those who are following along at home here with the various things I've been sharing in previous episodes, 
This will be taken from a short story collection, one of a, a couple different ones I've been working on and, and planning in this world setting in particular, Trilodron. I'm not going to necessarily going to share a whole lot about it up front because I don't want to give a lot of it away for, for some different reasons here. But what I will share is just a, a, a chunk of it, something I thought would be kind of fun and maybe a bit of a teaser about what the story is about and kind of how these things are flowing. It's a different flavor than what I've written for the Wizard King trilogy. It's a different character, different time period, different setting. So there's a lot of things that are new and unique in that sense, but there's still a familiarity in that. Obviously, it's the same world setting. There's the same logic that kind of plays about through how the world operates and the same type of belief systems and gods and magic and stuff that people should be familiar with if you've read the series. So it's not going to be a totally new and jarring type of situation. It should be, hopefully, something engaging and uh, maybe provoking some interest in it in general. So yeah, I think that's what I'm going <laughs> to say for now. So let's get into that. Oh, and one quick other thing on that before I get into the, the actual reading here. This copy I'm reading from is not the final copy. So uh, there might be, obviously, some grammatical changes or some rephrasing of things or some tweaking of things that takes place between now and the time the book actually or story actually comes out in some way, shape, or form. So just want to keep you aware of that. This is more or less like, if you want to call it a... A galley audio. That sounds kind of weird, but it's not going to be like a terrible uh, thing where you don't be able to follow along or anything. It's just I want you to be aware this is not necessarily going to be the final, final version, if that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's get on with the reading. Curiosity birthed afresh. He found himself slinking closer than reason would otherwise allow, and stopping along the edge of the cleared area, once more ducking behind some ferns. From his new position, he could see the building was made of what he thought might be granite blocks cut and assembled into a three-story square tower. There weren't any windows he could see, but there was a light shining out of the lone open door at its base. And by aid of that light, he quickly realized the duo was no longer alone. There were other cloaked figures emerging from the darkness, each group holding their own torch and emerging from all directions out of the wilderness. They reminded Farad of fireflies and went right for the tower and the open doorway. Suddenly aware of his precarious situation thanks to his rash actions, he found himself constantly scouring the night. But even as he did, he couldn't fully take his gaze off a small clump of about five other hooded people and a much shorter Telborian woman between them. The only one among them not cloaked, she usually stood out. Her brown dress had seen better days, but fit well with her disheveled tawny hair. It was also clear she had no intention of voluntarily entering the tower. With a mixture of kicking and pleading, she tried removing herself from the larger dark cloaked figure, tugging her onward. But she couldn't wrestle herself free from a section of chain attached to the manacles around her wrist. A large figure yanked her inside with as much grace as a farmer asserting rank over a stubborn mule. Once their group entered, no one else appeared. But just to be sure, Farad waited a few more moments before daring a closer look. Hunched over, he snuck closer to the tower, carefully darting his attention between the open door and the rest of the area around it. He never felt more naked and vulnerable, but there was nothing for it if he wanted more answers. Carefully, he inched towards the edge of doorframe and ever so slowly stuck his head inside. He countered at least 20 other cloaked figures, all sharing the same height and sturdy build. 
The two he followed previously found their own place among them, the one holding the torch tossing it into a brazier's smoke flame, where the rest of the torches had been discarded. Placed in the center of the room, the brazier made enough light for him to see the outlines of the open area. Inside, the stone floor was worn in places, even chipped and cracked, but the walls were solid. While he didn't know who had built the tower, it was clearly serving a special purpose tonight. The Taborian was moved into the center of the room by the brazier. A closer look revealed she was close to his own age. Her fair skin was paler than most Taborians he'd seen. It was, it was clear she'd been drugged through the wilderness for some time given the state of her attire and smudges of dirt and old trails of tears on her cheeks. But other than the people and the brazier, the place was empty. There was what looked like places where a wooden floor could have rested, perhaps for a second level, but whatever had been there had long since been gutted, allowing for a tall, uninstructed view straight for the tower's stone roof. He'd seen some ruins and older buildings in his young life, but most had some sort of personality, a collection of statues or artwork or style to their architecture, helping set them apart, defining them. Here he was hard-pressed with noting anything that set the structure apart. It was simply plain and empty, a dead husk. He watched as the young woman was shoved to her knees. The one holding the chain to her manacles stepped behind her and put both hands on her shoulders, keeping her in place. It was then he noticed something poke out of the bottom of the figure's dark cloak. It appeared almost like the tip of a tail before disappearing back under the draping folds of the dark fabric. Another figure stepped beside the woman and raised his arms along with his voice. What followed was more of the same strange tongue he'd heard before. Though spoken much louder, it was still just as indecipherable. And then the others joined in, repeating key phrases previously spoken. This continued until what Farad assumed was the leader of the group started mentioning something or someone named Vodan. It was then Farad felt the sharp point of a dagger at his back. Before he could react, a thick arm was around his neck pulling him backward. Hot breath uttering some of the same strange words he'd just been hearing growled angrily near his ear. He struggled with the arm around his neck only tightened, choking the air from his throat. His captor gave a shout. The others turned toward Farad as he was forced inside the tower. Even with the light of the room, he still couldn't make out anything of their hooded faces. The leader was motioning at the Talborian and shouting. Farad was brought her way, still seeking some opening where he could take a swing at something with his mace. But even he knew attempting a fight with such a host was more than optimistic. As he neared, the young woman found his face. She was clearly fearful, but also in a state of shock, as if she knew her time was short and there was nothing she could do about it. Farad was shoved beside her and forced on his knees. His mace and knife were taken from him, and two strong hands clamped down on his shoulders with a grip and force from which he couldn't easily find release. All he could do was look forward at the blank wall and listen as the leader again renewed what he understood must be some kind of chant. Now closer and listening more intently, he could discern the faint musical quality to the words. Though still gibberish for the most part, he recognized some of the phrases, most notably the word of Odin repeated and spoken by the others. Finally, the leader stepped beside the woman and raised his hands high overhead. Doing so revealed the dagger in his right hand. Again, something was said to or about Vodan, and then the leader pulled back the woman's head, exposing her neck. She surrendered no tears, nor offered any resistance, numbly accepting her fate. Vodan, said the leader again, 
This time there was silence followed by the sense of some sort of breeze flowing from in front of Farad. Thinking perhaps a window or maybe a door he didn't know about had opened, he dared a quick look. There was no longer just a wall across from him, but something in front of it. Something made of a translucent, shimmering, silvery light. As his heart raced, the silvery form changed in shape and size, acquiring the semblance of something humanoid but far from human. The figure was too large to fully see, showing only the shape from the waist up. This alone covered half the tower's height, clearly dominating all gathered. While still composed in the same translucent silvery light, there were clear features Farad could clearly discern. What was before him was something like a giant lizard given human form. He'd heard tales of lizardmen and even seen some Maru before, but this wasn't exactly the same. The being also had what looked like large bat-like wings. The face was cruel and greedily stared across the people before focusing on the woman. Then it raised a clawed hand and pointed straight for Farad, saying something in the same language as the others. The voice was hard and rough, but powerful. The leader responded in kind. After a quick exchange, the leader brought the edge of his dagger to the woman's throat, spoke another phrase, then drew the blade across her neck. Both the leader and the others chanted something together, again saying something about or to Vodan. They let her drop to the side, bleeding out on the floor while the leader set his sights on Farad. He pushed against the hands, holding him down, but it was pointless. Unless he wanted to try tapping into what he'd first touched back in his village, he was staying on his knees. He could feel the eyes of the other ghostly figure watching him along with everyone else in the room. There was an eager energy flooding into the place. They were hungry for his death. The leader stepped before Farad, dagger in hand. With the angle, he could actually see something in the way of the eyes beneath the other's hood. They weren't like any he'd known before, yellow and cold. And there was something about the face as well. It wasn't entirely human looking. The exact shape was still cloaked, but there was enough light he could work out what looked like a snout and some scales. The leader jerked Farad back by his hair, pushing out his stubble-covered neck for a clean slice. In fear, he reached inside himself, down into the, some raging fire he'd first experienced two years ago. he tasted it a few times since, but never dared reach as deep as he did now. And as he knew it would be the case, he felt that raging fire rise. He forced himself to lay hold of it with both hands and make it part of him. Instantly, his whole body felt as if he was burning alive. His muscles raged with an anger beyond understanding, his sinews and tendons throbbing with each heartbeat like some terrible drums of war. Farad was on his feet less than a heartbeat later. His former <clears throat> captor's throat was in his hand. He gave a squeeze and twist and felt the life leave his body with the ensuing snap. He sprung the dead body back at the leader, who had apparently retreated a few steps from Farad's outburst. The two collided, toppling the leader and ending the most immediate threat, but not the entire threat. The world was spinning and all he wanted to do was kill everyone around him, and each of them eagerly obliged such lust. And that is where we're going to end things today. Thank you so much for your time and taking a listen at that. Hopefully it was of a interest to you as well. And let me know if this is something you think I should be doing in the future, sharing more stories and such with you. Um, I'll see about how best I can do that. Just drop me a line again at behind, that's B-E-H, 
ind at chadcorey.com and or you can just send me an email to my personal email as well at chad at chadcorey.com and let me know if this is something you'd like me to continue in general so there it is thank you very much for your time like i said and we'll see you next episode thanks for listening this podcast is copyright chad Corey. all rights reserved